Hello, this is Laura Camacho, the communication coach at Mixonian Institute in Charleston, South Carolina, and welcome to episode 95 of the Speak Up podcast, and I'm so excited. Uh, on this episode number 95, we're going to talk about one of my favorite, favorite, favorite concepts. It's called Anti-Fragility, the Ultimate Success Mindset, because we all know that mindset is important, but to me, there's a lot of talk about mindset, but how do you actually implement a mindset change? And of course, the answer is that you see things differently. Uh, this mindset of anti-fragility is based on something I learned from a book uh, that was published in 2014. So it's not new. It's called Anti-Fragile, Things That Gain from Disorder. And it's by Nassim Nicholas Taleb. He's a mathematician who used to work in predicting the stock market. And he predicted the, the 2008 Great Recession and prof made a ton of money. And, and now he just writes books. And he's a philosopher, super smart guy in New York. And I thought that everybody was very familiar with what anti-fragility is. But I found out, I was in a, uh, a meeting last week or a couple weeks ago with some really smart colleagues, other business owners, and they were not familiar with this. And so I thought, well, I'm going to change that. This mindset is similar, a little bit similar to growth mindset. So what I'm going to do is spell out what is anti-fragility, what it looks like, uh, how that can, why I'm calling it the ultimate success mindset and compare it a little bit to growth mindset and then tell you how, you know, how it's made a change in my business success. So if I'm going to just take, and this book, by the way, is a 500 page small print. I mean, it is not a light read and there's so many words I learned a lot of words I get sometimes I get tired of looking them up but I'd like another like one word is stochastic I mean just these he uses a lot of really fancy words which are fun but they sometimes slow you down so what is anti-fragile so I'm going to read from the first page of the prologue just a couple sentences some things benefit from shocks they thrive and grow when exposed to volatility randomness, disorder, and stressors, and love, adventure, risk, and uncertainty. Yet, in spite of the ubiquity of the phenomenon, there is no word for the exact opposite of fragile. Let us call it anti-fragile. And anti-fragility is beyond resilience or robustness. So, he, so that he's got things into three categories. You've got fragile, like if you drop your crystal wine stem, it's going to break. And then if you, uh, then the next level would be robust. So if you drop a plastic wine stem, it won't break. It'll be fine. Nothing will happen to it. But what if you had a wine stem that if you dropped it, it actually got stronger or better or, you know, some... Uh, improvement. So he has a whole chart and again his vocabulary is so advanced I'm only gonna give you a couple of examples from his chart. So going to Greek mythology if you remember the sword of Dam Damocles hanging over the people I don't remember the rock of Tantalus but if you do those were fragile situations. I know with the sword of Damocles that if it if it fell on you you're gonna be dead forever so that would be fragile. 
and robust example is the phoenix. So the phoenix comes up from the flames, but the phoenix is the same as before. And the anti-fragile myth mythological character is the hydra. Because remember, every time you cut off a head of the hydra, the hydra would grow an additional head, would grow two to replace one. And I know we all remember the hydra because it's sometimes that's how life feels like. You solve one problem and you get two more in its place. So you've got fragile, robust, and anti-fragile. And anti-fragility is the ultimate success mindset. But first, let's compare it with growth mindset. Remember, that was uh, made popular by Dr. Carol Dweck. And this was in relationship to education. And students who were told that they were smart would perform underperform, whereas students who were told they worked hard would perform, outperform people of higher intelligence. And so the, the takeaway there is that your brain is malleable. There's a quality called plasticity so that even if you're not good at something now, you can become good at it. And the example I give from my life is that I am a certified introvert, not good at sales, not good at telling stories. And yet I learned through my geeky introvert way to build relationships and uh, sell the the value of what I have to offer, and I think it probably took me longer than it would have been than it would have taken if I were the, you know, life of the party charismatic personality. But hey, I got there. So what are some examples from just everyday life? Like when you learn, like a baby learns to walk. I know this is kind of an overused example, but it, it's good because. We all went through it. <laughs> Unless you have a disability, you learn to walk. How did you learn to walk? You fell over and over. In fact, when my son was a baby, his father, who's an engineer, was so concerned about him falling that he wanted him to wear a helmet. And we couldn't find a helmet. This was back before baby helmets were a thing. So we had this quilted little cap we would put on him. But babies fall all the time. But the thing is when they're before they walk is not only that they don't know how their legs are not strong enough but so by practicing they're building up their leg muscles and by pulling themselves up when they fall they're building their muscles they're building their sense of coordination so in one sense you cannot learn to walk if you're a baby unless you fall you know at least a hundred times because your muscles just aren't strong enough and the and the same goes with riding a bike getting that coordination between your feet and your hands and your brain and to pedal the right speed and not fall over you have to learn that so so there are things in life that we learn even learning a language you know you think about it when you hear when i hear babies babble i always wonder if they think they're talking but nobody tells you how to talk. Nobody tells you how to walk. Uh, even growing a business, sometimes people approach me and they want me to give them a step-by-step. -step. And there are certain fundamental pieces that have to be in place. But a lot of the business growth or career success comes from talking to people and, and really feeling your way through by taking action, having conversations. Some go well, some not so well. Or if you take the example of public speaking. If I were, or if you were, like the kind of public speaker, like your first talk, 
you got this overwhelming standing ovation, you would think, oh, well, that's, you know, that's what I should always get. But you really wouldn't know why. You wouldn't have that confidence and you would actually be worried, very concerned if you didn't get a standing ovation. But a speaker like me, who st- who I've gotten when early in my career, very, you know, faint, polite, polite applause. In fact, very early in my career, I spoke at two rotary clubs, which looking back was definitely not where I should have been speaking for that part, that time in my career. But my dad had was a lifelong or is a lifelong Rotarian, and I leveraged that to get a couple of speaking gigs. And I spoke to the Rotarians about things that I needed to hear, which was the kind of a basic motivational message that was, you know, it wasn't horrible, but it really wasn't that great either. And the, the audience was very gracious to me and encouraging to me, but I knew that this was not, um, where I wanted to be but I know what it's like I survived and I got I've gotten better and better and better with my public speaking so that I have gotten standing ovations but I also know what it's like to get faint applause so it doesn't phase me when you experience unpleasant emotions and you realize that you're going to survive that makes you a stronger person a more confident person and it makes you accept more risk and you have to risk in order to grow. So I want you to think about adding anti-fragility or anti-fragile to your vocabulary and look for examples of that in your in your work and at home and think of that in describing yourself that you want to become anti-fragile. Uh, you want to to embrace the uncertainty and the and the chaos that's out there. You don't want to be afraid of it because being afraid is what keeps us stuck. Now, I want to clarify something about anti-fragility. It doesn't mean that you don't care or it doesn't mean that you become this robot and you don't feel things or you don't empathize with people. It just means you're strong enough to handle it. You're strong enough to handle it if it doesn't work out or it doesn't work out well or people don't like it. You can handle it. That is why this makes you stronger. That's why this is the ultimate success mindset. So think about what are the things that make business growth or career success difficult? Well, there's a lot of change. There's technology changing and industries are being disrupted all the time. There's a lot of randomness, like you can get a competitor. Um, A friend of mine has a company that she's been in business many years and she's getting sued by a larger firm who registered a name that's similar a few months before she registered hers. I mean, it had, she did nothing wrong, and yet she's got this big problem to solve, and it just really seems random. There's chaos. There's chaos out there, especially in the online world. It seems like with Twitter, maybe even Instagram, it's just lots of chaos and lots of people throwing up these pretty pictures, and sometimes you can be, like, not sure how to handle that. There's just so much uncertainty. But if you embrace anti-fragility as part of your self-identity, that's going to help you embody that extreme best version of yourself. And you will see obstacles as good and necessary, like free weights, like 
Because one of our anti-fragile body parts is our muscles. Like the only way they get stronger is to overwork them. So it breaks down the fibers and in the healing process, the muscle becomes stronger. To get a stronger heart, the only way to do that is to exercise other muscles. So you have to break down other muscles in your body to build up your heart, which is going to keep you alive longer. Failing, in, and so we, we see failing is something that makes us stronger because we have more emotional experiences. Now, I'm not saying that you need to completely mortgage your house and take out a loan and try some business adventure like putting all your um, life savings in Bitcoin. It's not about that. It's taking calculated risk, informed risk, measured risk, knowing that and most of these risks for my clients and, and people at work is, is emotional risk. Is the person being ugly to you or not receptive or telling you no is not the risk that you're going to die or get hurt necessarily. So this, I want you to think about this anti-fragility, the ultimate success mindset and, and ask yourself, so how can I become stronger in the face of chaos, uncertainty, randomness, what are the things that make me stronger? And I'll give you a, an example again from my life is writing. So I've always been a strong writer, but a very nuts and bolts, like good at, you know, basic sentence structure. But in today's world, that first of all, very few people read and very few people read carefully. Your writing has to be fun and enthusiastic and engaging. And that's a very different style of writing. So I learned that when by seeing writing so many blog posts that people didn't like, but then seeing the ones that they did like, but I had to write hundreds of blog posts that got a very meh response. And then now my stuff is published on Forbes and the Lionesses of Africa and other uh, international venues. But I got to that by writing a blog that nobody was reading for many years. So instead of avoiding risk, instead of running away from it, you just take a more courageous approach because any stressor or mistake or criticism, you can use that if you think this is going to make me stronger. It's making me anti-fragile. So don't let these challenges, and your challenge can be running, you know, that you want to run a marathon or you want to lose weight. You know, my uh, business is about helping people be more successful at work. That means having conversations. So think about conversational risk, asking for a raise and you might not get it. Asking for resources, you might they might tell you no, but that's okay. Just see, well, even if they tell me no, and the thing is, every time you ask for something, you get better at it. You get more confident and more relaxed, and you read the other person better, so you become a more skilled asker. So I, that's the one way you can be, use this anti-fragility in your communication skill, is to go out there and ask for some things. That's it for today. If you would like me to bring this topic to your company in a lunch and learn or a webinar, let me know. I have a lot of topics, uh, anti-fragility. I have the topic of visibility, being more visible, being more optimistic, likability, leadership, communication, team communication, executive presence, all the goodness. 
And my website is mixonian.com, and that's spelled M as in Mary, I-X-O-N-I-A-N. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye-bye.